It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thoughts are all over the place about this Auburn football team. What are proper expectations about this club in 2022? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a Tuesday, so we're joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five, for a little Charlie Tuesday action. I thought Let's this go. I thought this was interesting. A week ago we talked about the over under. Uh Bet Online had Auburn at five and a half wins um on the season. Expectations. Can they get over the hump? Can they take a step forward? All that stuff. And what you observed in the aftermath of that episode, I thought was very, very interesting. Yeah, I thought it was fascinating as well. So I got essentially branded negative Nancy. For saying six wins is a is a you know, I think is kind of what we're looking at. Maybe six or but six was my number. You literally just said seven, like seven wins. Yeah, I think I said seven and five. Yeah, one more game, and you were like the beacon of positive light. You were you were the you were the ray of sunshine, right? Pumped into the fan base, and my my comment was, what what if what have we become to where that is seven and five is the, is the, like the, the, the most positive thing you can, you can out. I mean, yeah, because a, a lot of this happened in the discord, some of it on Twitter, but a lot of it in the locked on Auburn discord. Yeah, if you yeah, want to yeah. join that, click the link down below in the episode description. But in that episode, when we were going through the schedule of possible wins, how do you get to seven? How do you get to six to hit the over for bet online? And it's like, the beacon of positivity in that same statement, it was like, no chance against Georgia, no chance against Bama, probably yeah. don't have a chance against A&M at home. At home. And, and then, but the response is, thank you. Thank you for being positive. Yeah. And it's like, and man, got, seven, on, seven and five, and people are like, thank you. Thank you so much. Now, I'm going to try to give those people a little bit of credit, okay? Um this roster, the, uh, specifically on offense, and then really the the two and a half to three deep on defense and and beyond offense too, is has been so poorly mismanaged for the this is the the previous regime up until now. Like, what, what does mismanaged mean? Tell me what that means. For example. The offensive line, wide receivers. They talked about. They were talking about in the Discord. Um, I can't remember the class. Um, I guess it was the class from three years ago, wide receiver class. You had um, JJ Evans, uh, Kobe Hudson. Um, there's a couple other, like what on paper very good receivers, and like none of them either haven't contributed or are not here anymore. Um, just so many like miss after miss after miss, uh, and then on the offensive line, bless their heart. They, so that was the twenty twenty class: Kobe Hudson, JJ Evans, Elijah Canyon, Zevion Capers, and Malcolm Johnson Jr. There you go. There you go. So, um, 
you, you just seemingly you just have like in in those guys they're going to be what they're they're in their fourth year like they're those guys should be in their fourth year so like those guys are your upperclassmen and there were so many misses from like 18 19 20 Let, let's go over let's go over some more offensive players in this class just real quick let's do it the tight ends JJ Piggies no longer on the yeah. roster See ya. Um, also good changed day. positions. I don't know what position he is at Ole Miss. Uh, Brandon Frazier, heard good things out of spring, but has not played a relevant snap yet. Um, Tank, he's pretty good. Um, yeah, he's, he's decent. The quarterback in that class was Shiel Garnett. Wow. I don't even know where he is. Where did he transfer to? Do you no, know? No clue. No clue. Um, Avery Jernigan, your offensive lineman are Avery Jernigan, Tate Johnson, Killian Zaire, Jeremiah Wright, and Brendan Coffey. So some of those guys uh, seem to be given an opportunity to take that step this year, but we haven't seen anything from them yet. For three seasons? I mean, this is going into the, if that was the 20 class, so you had the the 20, uh, 2020 year, 2021 year, 2020, and then this will be the 22. So they're going into their third year. Um, just, I mean, I'm not blaming, understand this. When I say what I'm saying, I'm not dumping on Brian Harson. Like, there's not a ton he could have done mm-hmm. to correct this roster between last year and this year. Right. Could we have had a little bit more help through the portal back in December? Yes. Sure, sure. And I, and maybe we underestimated some things there. Um, could, But after that, like, you're not going to find, like, guys to just really improve this roster that, that, that jumped in the portal in the spring. Like, let's just be honest. That's just not going to happen unless it's an anomaly. Well, the, the uh, Craig McDonald situation is an, an exception to the rule. An exception to the rule, not the rule. You're absolutely right. I that's, love him so much already. You do, you do, and I I like him too. That's yeah. the exception. But like, so what I when I say what I what I'm saying is because I've seen all these misses and how our depth chart lines up and the top end of the talent at those depth chart at on that depth chart, yeah. especially on the offensive line and wide receiver. And it's like, man, like I I'm trying to be positive, but like the the like it, where is it? Where where does it come from? And could there be this giant leap from like the dudes that stayed and bought in and and are developed? That absolutely could happen because I agree. We've seen we've seen Brian Harson take dudes that are not just like supremely talented and develop them into NFL players and, and beat better teams. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Just what I've seen over my years of being a football fan in the SEC, right? It's could be one of the least talented offensive rosters from top to bottom, like one and two deep that I've possibly ever seen in Auburn. Yeah, like I, I, I like right the now. top five players probably, and I haven't really sat yeah. down and thought about this, but like I like the upside of Tank. I like the upside of Jarquez. Oh. I like the upside of um, of Shanker. And Landon King, like, you know, the, these guys that have raw ability. I like the upside of Malcolm Johnson Jr. a ton. Yes. And Javarius too. Johnson a ton. But that's when it starts to slow down a little bit. And, like, you know, Keandre Jones is probably a top five offensive player this year. Like, I think he's going to be really, really good. But after well, eight or nine, hard. like, after about eight or nine offensive players, it's like, man, what, what is going to go Jones on? Gets hurt? Like, what if Keandre Jones gets hurt? Like he's, I mean, you, you got you. That that's the thing. He's like, battled injuries. Have, that's not the craziest thing in the world to ask. Exactly. Like we we have talented dudes, but like there's just not a lot of them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like if one of them goes down or or one of them doesn't pan out, like there's just not a whole lot there. Most of our big time rivals, where one doesn't succeed, they just put in another one, like and, and go, and like we don't 
necessarily have that luxury. And I don't know. That's just that's just where I'm at. I, I, it's just it's sad that Auburn, who is a um, probably a top 15, maybe arguably top 12 program of all time, like we're talking, and seven and five was the was the positive conversation. Uh, was the big thank you for being so positive. That that's where that came from. And I, I don't know. That just kind of well, the, the, kind of shook me. Yeah, the fans that feel that way. We'll talk about the second in just a second, but like, is is that perspective coming from how they view the program, or is that perspective coming from fans listening to national outlets and how they view the program? We'll talk about that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online, and look, we already talked about it. If you think Auburn will win more than five and a half games, you need to head over to Bet Online and check out all of their over unders for all. Power 5 schools regarding win totals for 2022. I had several of you message me after we talked about this a week ago saying, quickest 100 bucks I've ever laid down on a line ever. And if you feel that way, go check it out at BetOnline. BetOnline is where the game starts. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Charlie Five, I mean, I, I think that's an interesting question. Like, it, do they, do, does the average Auburn fan view the program to where, okay, the current state of things is just make a bowl and everything's okay? Or do they just hear from everyone else like, man, Auburn stinks. Auburn's going to be really bad this year. And they're like, hey, 7-5 and five, or, you know, it seems so much better than what a lot of these national pundits are predicting. I'll take yeah. it. Which one is it? Yeah. I mean. I think it's the, the latter, easy. by the way. Yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, it could be a little bit of both. I mean, that's the easy answer. It's just. I, I, I try to look at things realistically, and to me, based on where we were and where we are now, eight wins, seven to eight wins, would to me, would be a really good coaching job. And it's like, that stinks that that's where, that, that's where we are, but that is the reality of where mm-hmm. we are. Because you have to build, like, you, you can't just overnight become a – you can't just overnight be like, okay, let's go. We, we want to be an 11, 12 win team next year. Well, hell, we're not a seven win team. Like, let's take, we got, we, we're going to have to take baby steps and, and seven wins, like, as the positive. That's that I, I'm with you. I think there's, there's guys that view it the right way. And then, and there's people that are just tired of hearing certain negative things. So then they latch mm-hmm. on to anything possibly positive. Mm-hmm. And then, but go ahead. Sorry. Well, so, how can it be? Both. And I think I know your answer to this. But when Gus was here, his last few seasons, and it was like seven and five, seven and five, seven and five, eight and four, seven and five, seven and five. The the storyline around the program was Auburn is better than a seven and five program. Right. And that's not the narrative anymore. No. The narrative not. is if you can climb to seven and five, Coach Harson's in contention for SEC coach of the year. Um, right. and, and once again, like, and where I think you're going, going to go with this is this isn't about Brian Harson. This is about the tail end of the Gus Malzahn era. But right. uh, what are your thoughts there? 
I mean, that's dead on. That's exactly that. And, and, and I want people to understand that, yes, I've been critical about some things of the, you know, under the Harson tenure, especially that, that revolved around recruiting. The things that we but, were critical on, he has done a full 180 this offseason. Oh, and, and, and what's funny is like the, the things that he was critical, like you just said, the things that we talked about, he's met, literally made a point to go fix. Like you talk about the Tiger Trek or whatever they called it. Go meet. We talked about how ambush, you know, maybe ambush where yeah. he didn't necessarily see the 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 um, value in going and seeing certain high school coaches. They just spent two weeks trying to go visit every single damn high school in Alabama. Love like it. they made it a priority. There, there. He's gone to so many different. Like laugh if you want to. Gone to a ton of golf tournaments. Doing doing a lot. All these alumni events. Like all the things that we were critical on, he is addressing. So there was some validity there, clearly. Yeah. Um, he's listening to the people that are there that have been um, telling him that this is this is a little bit different. You're a ball coach, but this is a almost a, a political position, mm-hmm. uh, more than just as much as anything. And he's doing those things. So, you know, can't – so understand that I, I see that those things are, are happening and, and we – when I say stuff like the six and six or the seven and five, and that sounds bad, that is not a reflection of Brian Harson. That is a reflection of the reality of where this roster is. Um, unfortunately, at this point in time, now we've already talked about development. We've already talked about how he can take a less and do more with it. Yeah. Let's, Maybe that happens, and, right? And, and I'm really rooting for it to happen. So a second ago, you talked about baby steps, right? It's going to be a build. And, yeah. and I've said this before, when Brian Harson was hired, we all knew this was going to be a build, and then a year later, the goalpost moved. Um, but let's talk about some of these baby steps. What are some of the things, what are some of these baby steps that he could take right now or over the next few months before the season starts where it's like, okay, we're moving in the positive direction? The first is win recruiting battles on the offensive line, right? I mean, it seems like every offensive lineman that is north of 290 pounds that is a three or four star has an official visit scheduled in June. Like, it, it, yeah. it seems like that's happening. And it's like, man, we only need two of them. You know, like, I, I'd like more, but, like, if you get two offensive tackles, that is just so much better than what, we've, you, you, what we're used to. Um, so, like, to me, that's the first very clear one that needs to happen. I think that's the only thing. Call, call me crazy. I think okay. that's the only thing. Uh, I said it from the beginning. I cared that the last year's record, I cared zero about. The final record, I cared zero about. I wanted to see how you address the needs that this the holes that this roster has. Yeah. And and one of my biggest, I guess, points of being a little bit upset, it was like I just didn't feel like we necessarily filled our needs at offensive line. I didn't really feel like we filled our needs at wide receiver for immediate help because even though it is a build with the transfer portal nowadays, I feel like like I'm so excited to see what USC does. I kind of feel like that's going to be a quick turnaround. Um, sure. There's yeah. other there's other teams that that really took advantage of of the early transfer portal, and maybe the build process doesn't take won't take as long for them. But well, I, I think an example of that closer to home is Ole Miss. It's like yeah, they, you know they had one of their best seasons, and some of their fans say it was their best season ever last year. And Auburn yeah. beat them, and now it's just a really weird thing that we all so saw that Saturday night. Them, actually, yeah, like I, I remember waiting to get picked up by the transit afterwards, and it's like. The best thing about that is it wasn't fluky. Like, we just lined up and beat them. It was crazy. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Right. And so, you know, that's, but, but I mean, if, 
it seems like Kiffin's gotten a third of all the transfers in the SEC. It's been crazy. And so, time. like, so what is what does that look like? You know, as far as instant, you know, an instant step in the right direction there. Because so when you me- look at the fo- uh, uh, sorry, Charlie Five, but when you yeah. when you look at the future of this team, you have the quarterback. I think yeah. what, whether whether it's Gurner or you know, I think they're going to get Brock Lynn as well this year. So it's like I think you have a path to really solid quarterback play after this season. Yeah. But you're losing your whole offensive line, and I don't think you want to start um, any quarterback with, with a bunch of, you know, first-year guys. But it, it seems like that's probably going to have to happen after this year. Without um, just massive portal additions, you're right. The future of the wide receiver position, I'm okay with. I'm really okay with it because all these guys that are on campus now will have experience this time next year. And so, like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the tight end position, even though you're going to lose Shanker after this season. Right. The running back situation is going to be fine with Jarquez and Damari. I think that's going to be fine, Um, especially if you get Jeremiah Cobb. I mean, especially if you can add him. Like, that's great. You got a one, you got a one, two, three punch. Um, And then defense, like, They've kind of added some depth to the defensive fronts. Like, I think they're going to be okay there, too. I love the defensive back situation for the next two years. It really just comes down to, like, you need to find offensive linemen. And the thing that stinks about that is winning these recruiting battles over the summer doesn't fix that until, like, 2024. And it's like, Brian Harson's got to get to 2024 years, yeah. first, right? So, that to exactly. me is the biggest thing is, like, while that is a baby step as far as, you know, getting the ball rolling and, and getting some positive momentum in recruiting... It doesn't fix the issue at hand. Exactly. But um, logical, if, if a logical person, like a logical fan, which that's almost an oxymoron, a logical fan. If you, if, I don't if, want any of that around here. If, Brian, if, if Coach Harson can take this summer and start winning battles, I'm not talking about top fives. I'm not talking about top eights or top threes. I'm talking about if he can go ahead and start winning battles this summer, mm-hmm. getting people in the boat. And we, I mean – I just feel like we're so close with so many guys. If you can just get them to pull the trigger, it could be a momentum thing uh, and and keep going. If you start to see that, if you start to see that where we start winning recruiting battles um, early and in the summer, then you can say, okay, we and and, in a positions of need, not just continually just landing big time DBs and stuff like that. Like we got to start winning the, the, the money positions, the, the defensive linemen, the, uh, the pass rushers, the wide receiver, like you got to start winning those big money first round type positions yeah. that, that people invest a lot of money in. You got to start winning those. And if that starts happening again, you can sort of look at the record um, with, with kid gloves. You know what I mean? Like it, it, again, the record doesn't mean nearly as much as what's coming in my opinion, in my, and the, just the way I'm watching, just the way that I watch it. All right. I want to discuss that. Cause I, I agree with you. But what's the balance, right? What's the balance of, okay, the record doesn't matter. It's all about the build. It's all about the future. But you got to be around to to see that. And so what does Harson need to do to do that? All right here on Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. want to encourage folks to join the Locked On Auburn Discord, whether you're listening 
um, via audio or watching on YouTube. It'll be in the show notes or uh, in the episode description down below if you're watching on YouTube. Charlie Five is there. I'm there. All of the hosts or uh, all of the guests, regular guests are in there. So great way to access us and ask questions and just kind of keep up to date with other Auburn fans. Encourage you all to do that. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? I mean, there's got to be that balance, right? And that's sure. that whole, you know, you see it more in the NFL where it's like that, the battle between the GM and the head coach, where it's like the head coach is trying to survive the next season. The GM's trying to win a Super Bowl in like three or four seasons. And so it's like a little bit, you know, it's a little bit different of a, you know, a give and a take there. But in, in college and Harson's situation, you're both. And so yeah. how do you, how do you find that balance? And I think the balance is, mm-hmm is obviously a recruiting and then not so much as wins as it is what are what were the weaknesses that we saw and are they being fixed like can we throw the ball downfield will we will we be able to throw the ball downfield will we be able to stretch the field did we do anything to be able to, for what how, however we possibly could to to stretch the field well the, are we the, the be- two the two biggest weaknesses right were um, downfield passing and just overall receiver play and short yardage running the ball, like being able to just pound the ball. Like, and hit, it's like, did, did those things get fixed on a personnel standpoint? They may not have, no. but schematically yep. can schematically, like you can do a lot of different things schematically to like, uh, I guess supplement weaknesses. I mean, Gus did it uh, early that made, made a living on uh, being able to use misdirection and things like that until everybody kind of figured it out uh, that would help, um, you know, mask some of the uh, roster deficiencies Does and people quit putting 240 pound linebackers on the field it's like oh dang it they can actually like yeah run now <laughs> and safeties that are that are not 230 pounds like people started using regular d type dbs all over the yeah, place guys are just as fast as the running backs right exactly yeah. exactly but like are are we are we still going to to like be running into a brick wall on on second sh- short third and short well, fourth a, and short a lot of people approach this conversation with the assumption of like players don't get better from year to year because they kind of didn't for a long time at Auburn, but we're kind of just assuming that player development is going to be better under Harson. Obviously you can't tell that in one year. Um, But man, it's like if if they chose to, if they chose to, you know, invest in like, all right, Killian Zaire, like you're our dude. Like you really need to be good at left tackle or this offense thing. Is it going to work? Coach Die would tell me the stories about when he was practi- uh, when he was coaching under Bear Bryant, and he was like, he was like, man, Zach, they would spend a whole two and a half hour practice to make one specific player just a little bit better. Like they would run the whole like every scrimmage and every drill, and we're talking eleven on eleven stuff here. And like after every play, they would stop and coach one specific player. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, I mean, that's I can amazing. remember that from high school. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, it's all about the, the goal was to make one guy just a little bit better. And I don't know what, what all is going on into that. And I'm sure efficiency, you know, experts have gone in and kind of changed how practice is done because they're extremely efficient now. But the, um, you know, the, the fact that it seems like they have invested in Killian Zaire to be a much better left tackle this season. It's pretty telling. I mean, it seems like he yeah. won the job in spring, which is and not something see, we've really seen. See yeah, I can't wait to see you do. Yeah, I mean, I think you. I just, I think you, you just, you just nailed every single bit of that. I mean, uh, what are the what are the weaknesses that we had last year 
do we still suffer from the same weaknesses? Not necessarily from like a personnel standpoint, because mm-hmm. like we're still going to suffer there. But like schematically, are we just doing the same stuff? Like, are we just going to continue to do the same exact things and 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 we're going to get the same results? Are we are we going to have any of those uh, Mississippi State style meltdown on on defense? Like, mm-hmm. are, are are those type things remedied? Like. What what schematically are we going to do to 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 make sure that we don't necessarily have the exact same problems? Because with Gus, it was literally year by year by year, you had the exact same problem yeah. from like from 2015 till he was let go, minus the Jarrett Stidham and Carryon Johnson going nuts. Yeah, 2017. Right. It was the same thing every year. You either had you either could uh, run it good, you couldn't throw it. Uh, and when you got to play the tough teams, you couldn't you couldn't move the ball down the field. They just load up, stop the run. You couldn't do anything with it. So, what are we going to do? Anything different to change that? Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to think about the 2017 season because I, I remember sitting in the press box waiting for Gus to come talk to us after that game. And like in my adult life, I just I had never seen Auburn just line up and beat Alabama. I mean, even in 2010, like, we had to, like, I mean, we just dug ourselves a big hole. We did it in the second half, but, like, that's not really what the storyline of the game was. In 13, I mean, even to tie it to get to the kick six, like, we had to essentially find a loophole in the playbook and, you know, Sammy scored. Yeah, Yeah, right, which is still great. I mean, it's a rule, and it's a rule, and they executed it well. But the um, just in my adult life, I just never had seen that before. And, you know, Gus's messaging after that was, this is where this program's going. And it was really hard to not believe him because it's yeah. just like, yeah, okay, I get it. There wasn't much special. We just kind of... Yeah, it, 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 like like we said it with the Ole Miss game this past year. Like, it wasn't fluky. And honestly, Auburn should have beaten him by more, but Jarrett Stidham just dropped snaps in the red zone all, all that year. He's done it with the Patriots, too, and now he's with the Raiders. But, you know, it, it's just kind of crazy to think about what all has happened since then. Since yeah. that that post game conversation, and it's just it's just it seemed like Auburn had all the momentum in the world, and we just we lost it. It's like Gus, like Gus after the George game, shook hands with Kirby and said, "See you in two weeks." Like that's swag. You I mean, know, that's like juicy. What else do you want? Like, yeah. What I mean, what what uh, I mean, we we're at that we we're at that point, and then it just kind of faltered from there. And there's so many different things you could place blame on it, but the, but the bottom line is, the vit we just continue to 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 lose battles recruiting at positions where you can't lose, and then yeah. we never changed anything to supplement that. It was the same old same old, and that's what I want to see Brian Harson do. I want to see him win battles, and then. If when you don't win and you you are a little bit deficient in certain areas, how do you remedy it now mm-hmm. that you've had a year to see those dudes play? What do we do different? Do we throw up more? Do we do we do we play perimeter ball a little bit more? Whatever you got to do, that's what you got to do. And yep. you can't just continue to do the same stuff: run off tackle, play action, throw it down the field. Maybe you complete it. More than likely, you don't. Like, is it going to be the same type stuff, or is it going to be a little bit different? Yeah, and give it a tank on third and two or less. Yes, yes. Feed him. I don't care if the other team knows. Do it. (laughs) Yeah. Let until he, like, ride it until it bucks you. uh, Seriously. Yeah. Give it a tank. Yeah. No, I'm there with you, man. It's just crazy to think. Like, I mean, we were so close. I mean, we we, we had done the hard part. We have ascended. And then it's just, you know, since then it's just been kind of crazy. But 
been tough. Um, we'll see. Still got hey Auburn still five and a half wins at uh, Bet Online. Go slap it up. Go slap that over. I told you I'm being positive. I took the over. I do think we go over five five wins. I think we get at least six wins. So I mean, you'll you'll know if it's going to hit early or not. I mean, you'll know after that Penn State game if it's going to hit or not. You'll know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Easily. Uh, first five games. If we're three and two after the first five, you just go ahead and cash out. It ain't happening. If if we're four and one, hey, we got. Uh, I feel I feel pretty good about I feel, it. Feel pretty good about it. Yep. Yep. Uh, Charlie Five, how can people find you, hear you, all that good stuff, buddy? Absolutely. Find me on Twitter, the underscore Charlie underscore five, just like it says on the bottom. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod, Auburn Live, uh, uh, message board, the corner, yes. and in the locked on Auburn Discord. Let's go. That is Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five, hanging out with us as he does every Tuesday. On tomorrow's show, a little War Report Wednesday, Mike G will come in and hang out with us on the show there. You can find my written work at auburndaily.com and follow me on socials at C Blackerby. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.